uh, 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 open to the Spirit and uh, allow God to work in our hearts. And uh, I tell you, uh, I'll give you a quick uh, testimony about what God has done for me, and uh, then I'll get into the word here. And uh, it's just amazing as I was coming to church and uh, like I said, I was seeking what what should I do or how should I preach or what should I say and and God allowed his spirit to fall upon me as I'm driving down the street. That's pretty dangerous, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but, you know, God will keep your heart on the, you know, on the road and stuff. So, uh I have a small truck, and he filled that small cab with his spirit, and it was such an anointing. It was such a strength that I felt encouraging by my Father in heaven, and he allowed me to, he he reminded me that I wasn't here alone, and I wasn't here just for my family. He was, that uh, he saved me to be transparent for people around me. I haven't always been an innocent person, followed the rules, the commandments. There are some people that have been blessed, risen, raised in the church, uh, kept away from the world for a long time, forever. Thank God for those people. But I'm not one of those. I'm one that was a sinner Uh, I'm not proud of it, but God gave me a testimony, and I didn't find that perfect word in the Bible, but every word that comes out of this, out of the Bible, it comes from the Spirit of the Lord, and so I'll, I'll let you know how God worked in my life. And how wonderful he is to me and how wonderful he put me in this place, this church, with a wonderful pastor, his family, and wonderful people in the church. God loves us all. And that was primarily the uh, purpose of this Bible study. I wasn't going to give a sermon. It was going to be a Bible study. And it's good for us. It's all good for us. What God does for us, it's good for us. It takes us out of darkness. It brings us into his marvelous light. It creates a new person in us. It begins to change us and formulate a new person. And the pastor was saying how this needs to transform us. He's been preaching and teaching on it. And I'm like... And I'm going to tell you 100% right now, this is not me. God has worked in my heart what to say, what to do right now. And I was moved, like I said, as I was coming to church. I'm like, Lord, I don't want it to be so simple. I don't want it to take 5, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I want it to be all you. And I need you to transform what I'm about to say, to change a life and to touch a soul. 
God makes it possible for us to change by testimonies. Almost six years ago, I was a sinner. I was suicidal. I was on drugs. I flipped the car, broke my neck. I was quadriplegic. I had no feeling in my body from the neck down. And when God came into the hospital room, I was all by myself. I had nobody around me. He told me, get up, go home. I walked out of that hospital and I searched all kinds of churches. I did not look in the right place. I didn't turn over every rock. But there were some other things I needed to learn along the way that transformed me into what, what I needed to be. And so I kept doing drugs and I kept drinking and I kept asking God, what am I supposed to do? What is my life? What, what is this all leading to? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And uh, God said, you're not ready yet. Hold on a minute. And about 30 years ago, he did the same to me when I was about eight years old in the, actually about 40. <laughs> Time goes by pretty fast. But uh, he left me at the altar and uh, I prayed. I was, my dad's a preacher and I'm like, Lord God, I'm going to give my life to you. I want to be just like him. That's not God, what God wanted from me. We're supposed to transform into what Jesus is like. Not into our dads, not into our sisters or brothers or anything like that. There's a lot of people who believe that, you know, you got to trust in science. You want to be like this person or that person. But honestly, if you put God first, you trust in his word, you trust in Jesus, you learn what he did for you, how he committed his life, all his parables, it's good for us. Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful, and I thank him that he found me at the altar 40 years later after because I, I was like the children of Israel. I'm reading in the Bible now in Deuteronomy, and at the end of Deuteronomy, it talks about how all the people had turned against God, and God, or actually Moses, was speaking to God, and Moses was talking to the people and telling them, you're going to turn from God. And that's exactly what I did. I turned from God. I said, uh, I got to prove this. He's not real. He left me at the altar. He doesn't love me. I, I went totally against God. And uh, he found me 18 or 10 years after that. I was about 19. Gave my life to God, and I backslid because I saw a few things. I, again, I lost focus. I believed in the Holy Spirit. I believe God is real. But God opened my eyes to a lot of things in this world. God is real. But so is the evil one out there. I saw the evil in this world. I saw how the souls would be taken, ending up in brimstone, I was one of them. I became a Satanist, and uh, God opened my eyes. He turned his back to me. It's one place you don't ever want to be. Out of the presence of God, when he turns his back, 
the doors of this world open up and swallow you up whole. The devil has no mercy. He is wanting to kill every single one of God's creations. And I thank God that he pulled me out. He showed me the light. He showed me the truth. But he also helped me to understand this word. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter, excuse me. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Hallelujah. It's hard not to be emotional if you know where I came from. How dark the world is. How inconvenient everything is. It just seems like everything is against you when you turn, when God turns his back and says, I've tried, I've tried, and there's nothing left to give. He's so merciful. I shouldn't be here. So please excuse me. If I become a sobbing little child up here, but God is working all the time. He's changing things in my life, but he's also adding balance. So in this, in this verse, it reads, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister, even so minister the same one to another, as God stewards of the manif manifold grace of God. Now, I'm not so much as to go into other than the King James Version as far as a version or inter, uh, interpretation, but I did read in this New International Version, it reads differently, not differently, but so much more of an understanding, an explanation, if you will. It reads, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faith stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Praise God. Every day I learn something new. Every day God changes my view. And I think and I know and I appreciate God for everything he's done for me. For this past five, six years, God has taken my life and opened it, turned it inside out, and helped me to understand that I need balance. There's a natural part, and then there's a spiritual part of our lives. And I'll go through a few things that we, you know, should share with one another. There are so many times I, uh, 
we, we just had a meeting this yesterday, and as we were leaving, uh, he was like, how's this guy do this, you know? And trust me, I have to take naps. <laughs> and at the beginning of this study, it says sleep, you know? So I, I have sciatic issues, and um, I have neuropathy in my feet. I am type 2 diabetes. I hadn't taken care of this body. I'm 50 years old now. But I thank God that he has given me this opportunity to stand here <laughs> because it could be a whole lot different. Like I said, I did not take care of this body for the past 20 years prior to, to this time here at this church. And uh, I thank God that he has given me the opportunity to share and to be a part of my brothers and sisters' lives here, that uh, he's given me an occupation that I'm able to share and uh, that I'm able to uh, help my brothers and sisters. Uh, I, I don't advertise what I do or how I do it or what, you know, but God has given me skills. He's given me a way to help my brothers and sisters out. And I thank God for that. And I thank God that I'm able to drive to that next job or to the next house or to, you know, perform a job task. And uh, that's God. And I'd rather do it for my brothers and sisters in church. I would rather do it for the people that I love. Not to say that I don't love family members and, you know, my blood family, but, you know, we've been given over to a new family. God has given us great people, and uh, we can pray for them. But let me continue with the natural, okay? And we need to balance these things in our lives. And what is so interesting is the verse does make sense. Even so, minister the same one to another. So that's what I'm, I'm doing now. I'm ministering that it is important for us to get sleep. It is uh, to have a good occupation, education, household duties, meals. I'm single, so I know what house duty is all about. Trust me. <laughs> Yesterday, I spent practically the whole day. I went shopping, cleaning, all this other stuff I had to do for the house. Uh, I prepare meals. There's personal grooming, family time, and uh, my, my son stays with me at home. So that's another thing that I, I try to do is spend some time with my family. I even stopped at my daughter's house with the three grandchildren and uh, spend some time with them, making sure their room is nice and tidy because you want to set an example, you know. And, and so um, finances, hobbies, there's got to be hobbies involved. I mean, there are things of, of just overcoming, you know, this physical world. Uh, staying healthy helps with the hobbies. Reading, of course, of course. recreation, shopping, and fellowship. And uh, all that is in the natural sense. So that is something that we can touch, you know, physically. So, um, but that could, you know, that could lead into other things. That's why it's so busy to stay busy because <laughs> um, our flesh has a tendency of, of going an extra step and always being tempted. And uh, I, I went to my daughter's house and... Uh, they have people that come over and visit. And not to throw my daughter's business out there, but some people do drink, you know? And that was the old me. And uh, I used to love alcohol. And now I couldn't wait to leave the place. 
But uh, it's just temptation. That's natural flesh. But what we have to understand is that uh, we got to allow God, I mean, to work in our lives and build up that stronghold, build up walls against those temptations. And I don't go to tempt God. I go there to check on my children, make, grandchildren, make sure they're okay, check on my daughter. She was supposed to call me back. She didn't call me back the whole day. I'm wondering, oh, no, because I had called her in the morning. I thought something was wrong. So I, I had, in my heart, I had to go check and make sure she was okay. So there is that love for a father, a daughter, and uh, children in our lives. But that goes, leads us into the spiritual. And the spiritual is important too. But there has to be an even balance that we have to understand that even in the natural, because we have to live in this world, we have to make time for certain uh, people, like family member. Uh, I mean, we can sit down and just say, Lord, take care of it. But what, what are we really asking for? We're, we're, not, we're not going to take care of business, nor our, our responsibilities are going to be taken care of. So we have to have a balanced life. It's always good for us to, to expect ourselves to overcome certain, you know, obstacles and uh, allow God in the spirit, which is very, and I just, it's extremely important to understand that when you have a moment of loneliness, a moment of um, separation from God, uh, you get desperate. And you start looking down the wrong avenue. You start looking for a reason to fill that gap, you know. And uh, that's where the spiritual comes in. That's when prayer should be involved. That's when praise should take place. You start lifting God up. He loves to hear it. He loves to, to hear you praise, worship him. And studying the Bible, you start understanding. That's the other thing, too. I mean, I was like, I had hours. Trust me. I, today was a different day. I had taken care of a couple jobs and actually one good job, and it took care of the rest of the day. So I didn't have to go do anything. And uh, I sat there, and I was like, Lord, I... Uh, I'm not going to get into the Bible study until I read some of the word. And I was like, man, this is great. And I was like, all right, so where am I supposed to go from here? You know, and uh, I started to praise him. And it got very comfortable. So I went back to reading the Bible and I was like, oh, I'll figure something out. God will help me through this. And I was like, before I knew it, it was five. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I'm going past my time here. I need to, to do something for the Bible study. And so I, I appreciate everyone that's here this evening. And uh, I, I want you to know that spiritually, meditating on the word of God, people of the church, of, in the church, you got, spiritually, I think of my brothers and sisters. I start praying for them. And uh, this actually, this Bible study jumped out at me. And this is from Search for Truth. 
there's a Bible study, a home Bible study, that uh, it's called uh, Search for Truth. And I started going through it, and God would just let me know. He's like, look, you've got balance. Just what you need to do is the same. Is it, it's, You have to share this. This isn't just for you. This is what, what I'm asking you to let other people know. I'm telling you, I started off with my testimony because God brought me out of such a horrible place, and I couldn't do it alone. And God, you know, he guided me. He was like, wait a minute, what I need you to do first to set balance in your life, I need you to forgive your physical father, your physical dad. I called my dad. I said, come over. I need to talk to you. I had animosity towards him. I couldn't stand the way that he loved the church more than he loved his own children. And so I had animosity towards him. And it was, it was a cancer inside my heart. And I didn't know it was stopping me from transforming into the next stage of my life in Christ. And it's important to know that forgiveness, it's important. God has forgiven me. God, he was crucified on the cross. He's on Calvary for me. What is it for me to, to pass that on? Balance. I have to have balance. It's good for us all because we need God in our lives. And we need the sacrifice of Jesus in our hearts so we can walk in balance. We need that. So... I forgave my dad when he came over. We boo-hoo cried, and he never knew that I felt that way again, uh, uh, that I felt that way towards him because I'm a happy spirit inside, and I won't let nothing take that away from me because I, I, I'm not an outward person as far as that goes, and I, I hit it very well. And... Uh, after I forgave him, he, he showed his love, my, my dad and my father in heaven opened up such a great avenue of transformation in my life. He opened up the word. He allowed me to understand what it meant. In every, almost every page, it talks about his love. It talks about his sacrifice, not just about Jesus, but about the prophets, about his laws, about the beginning, Adam and Eve. Oh, it's so amazing how he transformed his word in my life because I forgave my dad. He forgave me and God opened up such a spiritual avenue of trust and love. There's so much power in this word. If you open up your heart to the word and you become spiritual and understand what he's trying to, to share with all of us, not just for me, that's why it's good for us. His word is so awesome. It can change how you think about things. How if you really understand the commandments, how you're supposed to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. 
I mean, there's so many times that some of my neighbors uh, do or say things, and it's like it aggravates me. But it, you think about, would you still love him? Would you still consider him? Would you die for him? Jesus died for us. That's what he's asking. Will you die for your neighbor? And so I think about how much love and how much forgiveness takes place in this word. So there are more spiritual things. Fasting, that's another great move that if we put the flesh aside as Jesus did for 40 days he went in the wilderness and he fasted and God filled him with the word and it's the flesh and uh, during fasting I prayed for a few people cancer was cured and uh, Crohn's went away and there was so much that had happened during fasting, and I, I'm only sharing a few little testimonies, but God is real, and he moves in the spirit. So during the fast, that's where the spirit really comes through. So I encourage you to try it. If it's for a day, you know, it always starts off with a day, and then it can lead into a, a two-week fast or a whole month. It's very interesting, the walk, and uh, I thank God for that. We have to share the gospel, uh, the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, I wasn't prepared for that, Pastor. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the death, the resurrection, and uh, the res to receive the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Um, that is an awesome, awesome thing that God has given us that we're supposed to share and so there's, got, there's good deeds. Uh, there's people that needed to be visited in jail. There's people that need to be visited in hospitals. There's good deeds, you know, and uh, there's actually different things that the church supplies, you know, offerings and stuff like that. Uh, let God lead you. There's teaching. Uh, I tried teaching. Uh, there was a couple people, and uh, God uh, planted seeds. So... I'm, I'm allowing God to work in there. So, But uh, there's praying for sick. Again, that came with fasting. And you see more of the healing through prayer uh, of the sick. Um, there's tithes and offering, uh, family devotion. Uh, it's for, it's in, there's certain parts of individuals' lives that you can include devotion, but uh, again, allow God to allow God's spirit to, to guide you. Uh, you don't want to be too aggressive, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you can push family members away, and uh, let me tell you, this is experience, okay? Because um, we went to a family uh, get together reunion sort of type of thing, and. Uh, uh, we do it every year, and uh, that was about four years ago. And uh, I had a very spiritual, you know, gung-ho uncle who just pushed himself. And uh, we haven't had a reunion since. <laughs> so, 
But I, I brought the spirit. He brought the flesh and the songs, the praise, and uh, we basically scared quite a few people away. And uh, we, we have to follow what the, what the Lord wants us to do. So it, be careful about how you devote your time and, and spirit to family members. Uh, you definitely don't want to scare them away, and you definitely don't want to uh, judge. Don't throw rocks. Um, go to them lovingly with an open heart. Touch them and uh, offer them a, a Bible study, you know. That's the great thing of God is that he's always there in the word. And uh, there's uh, and uh, fellowship, of course, uh, always fellowship. Uh, if there's an opportunity, uh, what I, I, I recommend or suggest, you know, uh, find out what they like. Because uh, God will make a way. God has always made a way for me. God has always made a way for the disciples in the church, in the word. Peter always had an opportunity, even in jail. <laughs> God ministered to the, you know, to the guards. And uh, don't ever think that God isn't capable of changing people's lives. Because then when, when that comes along, that's when God shines the most. And uh, I had quite a few people that followed me. We had a small little clique or gang, you should call it. And uh, we did things that, you know, weren't, and, and I'll tell you right now, it, it was, I'm not, not proud of it or I'm not glorifying it. I'm, I tell you right now, God judged me for that. And I thank God that uh, I'm here standing now. So I, I paid the price and I thank God that I was able to not pay total price or anything. Don't think that I did anything. Jesus died on the cross for us. He paid the ultimate price. He took away the sins. He washed them. The only way that I could be forgiven was through this, through his sacrifice. And so I thank the Lord for that. I'm not going to take that from God. That's Jesus. That's my Lord and my Savior. And uh, he is wonderful for that. And I thank him for that. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form better than God. <laughs> Never. Hallelujah. And I want to close in this. If we can stand, um, I, I, I just want to make it short and simple. And uh, what is so interesting about what God has done as far as balance goes, we have to search. We have to know where it comes from, where his guidance is at. Uh, it's not me. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you where to go. And that is in the word. And it is good for us. It is good for us to open the Bible, to understand his word. This is where God opened my heart. This is where God changed my life, my vision, my destiny, my journey. God transformed me through his word, through his truth, through he guided me in the word. I, I couldn't. A lot of people say it. Oh, it's it's jumbled words to me. When I read the Bible, I don't understand it. That's why I need somebody to translate it. And I thank God that he's given me this chance. And I thank my pastor in this church who's given me an opportunity to share the word because it is good for us. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. In John chapter 5, verse 39, it says, search the scriptures, for in them ye 
think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. That's what Jesus was saying. In the word you will find him. Which word? The Bible. He says you will find me, and it testifies of him. When I opened, I wanted you to know that it is not me. Jesus changed me. Jesus made me. Jesus forgave me. Jesus has me standing here. He brought me out of that hospital. I was, I was bedridden. And I thank God for everything he does in my life. And I will prove him. He is true. He is for us. There is nothing in this world that will take it from me. I love my Jesus. I love my God. I love my Holy Spirit who came and saved me and changed me and made me whole. He made me whole. Not a doctor. Not a witch doctor. Not somebody telling me that, oh, you're going to be okay. It was Jesus. He said, go home. Thank you, Jesus. If we can think about the things that God has done in our lives and go to him in prayer now and ask God, I need what's good for me because this word is good for us all. So be blessed. And I ask you, if we can close our eyes, bow our heads, you can stay where you're at. You can come to the altar if you wish. But ask God, what is good for you now during the transformation of your life? God brought you here tonight. I didn't ask you to be here. God asked you to be here. You answered a call. And I thank God that you came and answered that call. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to go with us, to bless us and anoint this word into our hearts and souls. We need balance, almighty God. We come to you in the name of